Hello everybody, my name is Xavier Ekinen. Welcome to the Infinite Experience. You might know me from Keeping It Game Time. Yes, that was my old podcast. Rest in peace. I didn't like the name as much as I liked the phrase for a podcast because it just seemed like I was just way too serious. And if you know me, I don't want to be way too serious. I didn't say I'm not too serious. You might think I am. So I didn't say that. But I don't want to be way too serious. I think being approachable and likable is important. So I'm going to express that with my candor self, okay? My congenial self. I want to be more interesting. And I'm going to do that with this podcast by bringing on studly, sexy people, both men and women. And we're going to tackle topics and anything under the sun that may come to mind. I'm going to be prepared and we're going to just answer questions and state facts that are that are willing to be talked about. And hopefully we bring golden nuggets to your ears or a few laughs to your face. Is it a laugh to your face? What is a laugh? Does it come from your brain? It, well, it goes into your ear to your brain out your mouth, but it's a feeling in your whole body. Maybe that's something we'll talk about. Where does a laugh come from? Anyways, you can find me on any of my social media platforms, Xavier Ekinen. It's not that hard to find me. The hardest part is actually just knowing how to spell my name. So I'll leave that challenge up to you. If you have any questions or any topic ideas, I would love to hear them. If you want to be a feature in my podcast, let me know. Headquarters here in Hendersonville, North Carolina. 28792 is the area code where your dreams come true. Well, that's not true. A lot of people just live their lives going through the motions. But if you want to make them come true, that's on you. So it doesn't matter where you're at. But Hendersonville, North Carolina, or a bunch of conservative old fucks. Excuse my French, but our town is the, we have the richest millionaires per capita, and I'm talking about retired millionaires that love Jesus and that love church, that their time is fading, so their faith is growing. They're not as active. Actually, I just went, I started foxtrot dancing in these dance classes, and it's, it's old people and me, so maybe I'm wrong. The old people... The elderly, I should say, are my senior, my my mentors, because they all have something that they could teach me coming from their age, their time, and their era. They have something to teach me, and they, they're fun. But it is true. We are an ultra-conservative town here, and I'm trying to spread culture. I'm trying to create the culture. Of being one of the first podcasters, maybe even the first podcaster from my first podcast uh, episodes of Keeping It Game Time. But I, and also creating rap shows here. I had the first and second and the only rap shows here in Hendersonville, North Carolina. We have our fourth show because our third show was in Brevard, which is right down the road. But our fourth show here in Hendersonville, North Carolina in April. So, creating a little bit of that here 
you know, been a social media, I would consider myself a social media expert because I am really good at it, but I don't have the most followers, so who knows? I spent a lot of time on it since MySpace, you know, just perfecting the look of it. Maybe I'm good with graphic design and not necessarily social media. I like to be real. I don't like to express, you know, just my vacations and just my ups. So I I just kind of like to throw it all out there. Blah. Owning my shit. So I want to talk a little bit about me before we get into this series. So I'm opened up a little bit to you so you know a little bit about your host here on The Infinite Experience. Okay. I'm Xavier. I love basketball. I didn't make the basketball team in high school and I think that's why I've become more outspoken and more confident and more addicted to learning because I wasn't outgoing. I was so shy and I was better than a lot of the basketball players and I'm pretty sure I could beat every single one of them now because I still play and I'm in shape and I'm 25. You know that when people get out of high school, they just get into the workforce or they just stop being physically active for some reason. Not everybody, but you're required in high school and middle school and elementary school to do physical activity once a day. So that might have stopped for you when you graduated. I don't know. You tell me. I didn't, I didn't stop. I'm actually in better shape than I was when I was forced to do it. And I am actually started reading too, so I'm actually getting smarter. School is just, I believe, a place that everyone just has a chance to learn how to interact with other people and I think it's a great thing we'll we'll tackle that topic on is school relevant or not relevant or important or a waste of time or are they doing it wrong later down the series I'm going to get someone that's better qualified to answer that question than me but anyways I think we should participate in society if everyone's doing it why not you still have time to yourself So anyways, I love basketball, and I believe I love to learn. Learning is my favorite. Learning and walking. I like to walk and talk with somebody or walk by myself, just go on good walks, inspired walks, I call them. The inspiring walker, Xavier Ekinen. I walk everywhere. It's insane. It's like I'm a city guy in a small city. And people are like, dude, this guy's crazy. No, if I lived in New York City, which I will one day, I would be walking everywhere, so I'm just staying in shape. Anyways, it's a good thing. Public transportation. I don't think any of my friends have been on public transportation in Hendersonville outside of traveling to, like, Florida, getting on an airplane. I mean, that's not a big deal, but public transportation is a great thing. I always park in the first parking spot I see, so I walk the farthest. My mom will drive around for 10 minutes till she finds the front parking spot. I just park in the back right when I get there. I don't know what the reason is, but I just do it and I like to walk. I believe it's a good time to think and be productive at the same time because you're walking. That's production. So I love learning. I I love learning not just from reading and studying and researching, but from experiences. I like I like going out and doing things. I like testing things, you know. I'm, I like rules, but I also like breaking the rules inside the rules. I create my own rules, I would say, you know? And I think a lot of people would say that about me 
Xavier does whatever the fuck he wants. And I kind of do. And sometimes that bites me in the ass. My friends say I talk too much. And it's kind of piss them off because I don't know. Goodness gracious. So I'm going to work on that too. But I started talking too much because, like I said, I didn't make the basketball team because I was shy. Now that I'm learning, I'm trying to help other people realize that they can be themselves. You don't got to hold back. You don't got to feel threatened to be intelligent. You are a unique individual in this crazy-ass world. And to own yourself, and you don't have to hold back. But it is good to be selective with your word choice and to be the last one to talk and to ask questions, not just to be external with everything that comes to your mind. So... I also like good foods and good good trips. Uh, I think that's universal and I think everyone does. Good food runs the world. Good conversation runs the world. I love these things. Just good good old food, good old Chick-fil-A. You know, just a good old number 1 from Chick-fil-A with a sweet tea. I love it. Home cooked meals. I, I miss them. My dad and I share a place together right now my father my pops and we don't really get too much of that it's 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 something that if you're going through it and you're getting that you need to really really be thankful if you're not and if you are thankful I'm thankful that you're thankful and maybe you could invite someone over maybe invite me over and we could do a home-cooked meal together one day or maybe you're pushing me to be a cook myself and start doing that Oh, I don't know. Just cooking for my dad and me. When it gets warmer out, like I said, it's the beginning of January. And it's not really acceptable to grill outside when it's below 30 degrees. We'll start grilling up because that's, that's always fun. I like, I like sex. I don't believe that it's the worst thing in the world to have sex before marriage. I believe that... It's a good thing to wait, but I can't say that. I went through a phase where I was just hooking up with girls, and it was never the best, you know? it was. I'm not saying the sex wasn't good, but it was just not... I didn't like telling these girls there's no connection here. So I do prefer to connect with a woman before that happens, and that's happened before, and it's always it's better. But I think just sex always leads to feelings and... Sometimes you just know when you really, really like somebody. And so that's a topic I would like to talk more about and bring guests on and their opinions on sex and, and things like that. As in, I don't know, outside of things like that, of sex. Uh, well, connection can can be things like that. But yeah, sex is a beautiful thing. And I don't know if I've ever made love. So i rather make love, so I don't know. I've never done it, but it's like me saying I want a million dollars. Of course I want a million dollars, and I don't have that, but I'm working towards that, so I'm getting better as a human being so I can attract the woman I want, and I want to be able to deserve her. Not that I deserve her, but deserve her as I'm, I'm good enough in my own mind, in my own soul, in my own confidence to where I could sustain a long-lasting lovable, playful, passionate, not always agreeing, but find a common ground, constant maintenance type relationship. 
and we'll see. 420 as in the time right now. I am a, I don't know if I'm a stoner at heart, but I've smoked weed for about eight years heavily and it's slowly digressing. I am doing sober January from caffeine, so no coffee, no weed or getting high on anything and no alcohol. And I never, the last year I haven't overindulged in any of those things. You know, I'll, I'll drink coffee for like two weeks and then be like, man, I don't really need this coffee for a little bit. And I'll stop. And then weed, I use it as a supplement for my depression. But not doing it all this month, I've realized my depression is not that bad. I used to have it terribly. When I get a dark thought, I've learned how to create better thoughts and better movement to get out of those. So I feel like I've beat depression for the most part, but I still get down once in a while and it, and, and I think we all do, but hiding weed can kind of just mask it and I'm trying to just solve it. And alcohol is, is fun to go out and drink with your friends and hook up and things like that. It, it's innocent, you know, but too much of it can not waste time. It, it's always a learning experience, but distract you from what's real life. So I don't ever want to get too far away from that. Stay within my values, but also never judge anyone else for what they're going through. And that that's all across the board. So I don't I don't care if you do drugs or anything, but I, selling heroin, I actually heard people call it heroin, heroin or heroin, selling it I think is terrible. I don't think you should do heroin. I think weed is not too bad. I've tried experiments with a lot of drugs, never any hallucinogenics, even though I kind of went crazy when I ate a half ounce of pot brownies and like one tray of brownies and ate half the brownies. I was tripping nuts. But I've had my fair share of partying and good stories and drunken nights and blackout nights and twisted and things like that. And I actually aspire to try shrooms once this sober January ends. I'm also doing no social media till till spring which is March 30th this year I don't know if it changes throughout the year but I know it's relatively towards the end of the month probably so March 30th 2019 I'll be back on social media I am getting off so I can not be scrolling through everyone else's junk not necessarily junk because then you're gonna call mine junk and I don't want you to call it junk I want it to be valuable to you so I don't want to be scrolling through everyone else's valuables and opinions right now I'm forming my own reading books. I'm actually reading The Mask of Masculinity right now, and it's a good book. I got 10X by Grant Cardone. The Mask of Masculinity is by Lewis Howes. It's a great book. It's how men can embrace vulnerability, create strong relationships, and live their fullest lives. The 25 Biblical Laws of Success I'm going to get into by William Douglas and Rubens Texiera. Also, Love Does by Bob I don't know his last name. Is it Bob Huff? You might want to fact check me on that. The 10X and Love Does were... I've studied Grant Cardone, but Love Does and uh, 10X were... Idea, what do you call it? My friend Jordan Drake referenced them to me, and I'm going to get into those because he seems like he's living a great life. And I like to take advice from people that are doing better than me at things that I want to do and there's strategies there. So my podcast, I want to get strategies from these people and share them to you by them being vulnerable and being candor 
with me and and understanding that there's going to be people listening and then also from people that and also bring out their weaknesses you know not just I believe everyone has strengths and weaknesses that they can hone on and make better and focus on their strengths and maybe their weaknesses a little less or maybe make them stronger in strengths you know such as me I'm I'm not the most confident public speaker but I'm going to be performing in this next show that I was talking about in April. I haven't performed on a on a stage before but I'm a, as a singer so I'm going to do that. I'm going to sign up for a play in March, The Jungle Book, and hopefully I get the audition. Just last week I was on a stage doing this mall thing. They did this mall had a drawing and someone's name that I signed up sent me an email and I just wrote to the email and they said come out and I had to do a commercial on the stage and do the runway. But I've done the runway before a couple of years ago. I did the runway. I did a movie for ABC Family. I was an extra, a paid extra for this movie that came all the way to the East Coast called The Dirty Dancing Remake. And it was super fun seeing that experience so I know what it takes and know the details of a movie and a runway. And I was also at one point a contractor when I was 21. I I did a I did a bunch of projects but my biggest project was a roof that I did. My mentor is a, a multimillionaire roofer, started a mega roofing company and I just wanted to prove to myself that his teachings were good and prove to him that I'm not just all talking a, a good-looking guy. I'm actually a hard worker. So I did that, made good profit, paid my roofers and it was a good experience. And I turned down a $100,000 a year job at that point because of my pride. And I've lived on my own most of the time. Like I said, I'm living with my pops now. He's going back from Pennsylvania and, and North Carolina, the hub, Hendersonville here. So we just, I wanted to move from my apartment and we just decided to get a place to help each other out. We sharpen each other. We push each other. Um, I've done a lot more reading than him, but he has a lot more experience, so we, I can actually help him, even though he's older than me, and he can just be blunt with me and knock me down when I need it, when I get on my high horse. So it's a good relationship that we got. So I want to tell a short story real quick before I continue on the things that I like and more things about me. A short story. I graduated in 2012. Like I said, I was smoking weed and didn't have any visions. I was just a happy-go-lucky guy. I had a lot of friends, still do. Haven't lost any friends. And just had no vision, though. I went to college, dropped out. Went to the community college locally, dropped out. Just had no purpose, no vision. But I, before I graduated, just growing up, I, I saw going back from where I was born in Titusville, Pennsylvania, to where... I live now in Henderson, North Carolina since I was five. Just seeing people that were doing bad things that had good hearts and people that were doing good things with good hearts. You know, good people do bad things. And I've done a lot of bad things. I've been not known for doing bad things. I've actually known for doing good things. But I've stolen in my past and it, it's it's embarrassing and it's horrible. And I have, I'm in debt to these people Um just you know emotionally it's it's not worth it but sometimes you just go to that because you are depressed like I said don't let yourself get to that depressed state you know weed helps but 
try to conquer your own thoughts and directing your mind and you know going back to the things that are good and the things that you love and appreciation and gratitude trumps just getting into this mindset of where you go steal or you're lying or you're conniving or misleading people you know I've won Christian character awards in elementary school and things like that and integrity awards my contracting business was called everything integrity you know but it is integrity to tell you that I've stole but it's not it's not good I haven't stolen a long time but it's something that I'm ashamed of but anyways the story I grew up in Titusville in Pennsylvania and then I moved here when I was five and I would go back to Titusville during the summer since I was five. And the people I was around was my cousins, which was older than me, my cousins' friends. And at the time, they were just like smoking cigarettes. We were sneaking out of the house. We were staying out past curfew publicly. We would we'd try to stay the night at opening. Titusville is way smaller than Hendersonville by a fraction. And the grand opening of Walmart, I was like eight or nine we tried to stay the night there. We were playing hide-and-go-seek. We got kicked out. We walked. We couldn't go to my house or our friend's house. There was a group of us because we were all saying we were staying somewhere else to lie to our parents, you know. Well, my cousin, I was just, okay, it was my fault. But my cousin was older than me, and I, like, praised him because he was older. But we and his friends were older, and it was, it was just so cool hanging out with older people, you know. And... We got kicked out, and it's 2 in the morning, and curfew, you get trouble by the cops, or they call your parents, so we slept in slides at the park. We had to walk by a funeral home. It was scary. You know, we slept in slides till 6 a.m. That was my first all-nighter of all time. Things like that at, like, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old. You know, my once I started getting friends, after, like, in middle school, I started bringing them to Pennsylvania, and it was a little bit different than when I would go there by myself when I was younger. But still, when you're younger, you have such a big impact on the people around you. They have such a big impact on the rest of your lives. It's it's in your it's in your you know those those first ten years of your life shape the rest of your life for the most part. But these people that I would go back to see in Pennsylvania, it started off with cigarettes and taking girls' shirts off at you know, the pool, and like I said, this Walmart story where we were stayed past curfew, and then they started smoking weed, then they started getting tattoos, and they got tattoos on their face, and they started doing drugs, stealing big time, and then one of them that actually was a really good-looking guy, tall, came from family, he was the young youngest in his family, so that probably has something to do with it, the lack of attention, you know, he became, he murdered somebody, and it was just so devastating to hear, you know, these people just doing all these things that I grew up with and the imprint they have on me. And then I would come here and my I went to a private school from K-5 since I was 5 to 5th grade. And that gave me the opposite of what I would get during the summer, you know, of those principles and foundations. All my family is Christian, you know, from my grandparents, from both sides, my mom, my dad, and my stepmom, like Christians and believe in the higher power but I would come here and I started when I when I left elementary school the Christian school which I loved I started finding people of my own because you're in middle school you're kind of branching out now you're finding yourself started finding friends that 
had good families. I, my family was kind of broken. It's always been broken. The one I lived with in Hendersonville, my dad and my stepmom, it was broken. They threatened the relationship. My dad threatened the relationship every day. My mom blamed me for everything, yelled at me for everything. My dad didn't discipline me until he cracked and started yelling at me. And they just called me names all the time. They would never encourage me, you know. So I found my identity by going to my friends' houses and just falling in love with them and their families. And they all loved me and took care of me and things like that. And that was till, you know, till I graduated high school just forming great relationships with my friends and my friends' families. And they took me on vacations. They had family outings and dinners and vacations and things like that I would get to go to and, you know, football games. It was so much fun. But my stepmom's family is also another place that they paid for my elementary school. And he's the guy, my mentor, that created the roofing company that I'm saying, Roger Benton of Benton Roofing. Him and his wife, my grandmother, Nanny Karen, here in Hendersonville, I would be around them and then these families. So I was just, maybe I was just the guy that was just, they could, they had no, you know, I was just like their pawn because I came from such a different background of poor. All my blood is poor. You know, my, my dad's grandparents, my dad's parents have good credit and they're not necessarily like, I'm not talking dirt poor, but no one in my family has a, a lot of money, you know, no one can pay for college really, you know, it's all on our own and it's not a bad thing, but I want to be the first breadwinner because I, I got, my dad made the move to Hendersonville, you know, so I got to experience the worst of people, not the worst people that are doing the worst things to people that were doing the things that I wanted. So that is a big part of me. And like I said, I was graduated and I had no visions and I was dating this beautiful girl who was the class president, the student body president. She had the parking spot next to the principal outside of this, the, the student's parking lot and my friends and I parked in the back corner of the parking lot and then the rednecks would park on the hill. But we were on the back corner of the parking lot and she was at the very far opposite end past everybody and she was the homecoming queen and she had a great family she has stellar confidence. She's wonderful. She goes to college. She went to college and she broke up with me. And then my best friend, his girlfriend broke up with him. And we just were like, dude, we got to really drop this pothead thing and start having goals. So we became potheads with goals. And we just, because this town just, there isn't anything for youth as a youthful thing to do really, as in like dreamer wise. Maybe if your dream's a firefighter, that's fine. Or there's not even a zoo here. There's not any football teams locally. There's not a college that's outside of a community college. There's no entertainment thing. You can be in a play like I'm talking about. Or you can be like me and create rap shows or create your own way. Like this podcast, you know, is the start of something new here in this town. But there's no movies in Hollywood. We had one movie come by and I did that and it was great and it was definitely awesome. And the runway was the neighboring city but they stopped it after one year of doing it if you get my drift so we we're like okay let's do it we started this binge we're like we got to get girls like that or better and not better as in better girls literally but better connection we got to feel this good again so we just started having goals and dreams writing them down started doing things we went to a college and hung out with 
grown women and hooked up with grown women and was dancing in the clubs at colleges, doing crazy fun stuff, you know, just us two getting out of our comfort zone, you know, started working out, started fishing, started swimming, doing just fun stuff, just him and I, and all of a sudden he drowned and it was a huge, huge heartbreak for many people around here. His name's Trey Carter. He just had such a huge impact because he was always happy, smiley, good. He was such a good-looking, just sexy guy all around, you know. I'm sure you have one of those friends, superstar athlete, but just didn't have any direction because I'm part to blame. And that's to all my friends. And I'm sorry to you guys that I had no goals and dreams and I brought you down necessarily. But the last seven years from when he drowned, those few months before he drowned and those girls broke up with us, I've been on this learning switch I've been this guy that just I've read over a hundred books almost that sounds like a contradictory almost over a hundred books I've read near a hundred books near a thousand hours of studying on a just research strictly alone went on a 1200 mile drive just around the east coast you know just doing things on my own and you know trying to add value to my friends getting distance from them to when it gets too comfortable so I can go back and add value to them you know, lived on my own a lot of the times. I lived on my own for a while. And, you know, I could tell that I'm learning because the people around me that are younger than me that actually listen to me and understand the respect of an older, elder person. You know, people your age kind of just want to test you and combest you or steal your ideas for the most part. You know, use your ideas and they want to one-up you and things like that, which is fine. It's good to compete. But the people younger than you model you, listen to you. And the people around me, their grades are going up. You know, I lived in a house with a senior in high school. His senior year, his mom moved away, and I, his mom asked me to move in and take her, her room. So I had the master room. It was him and me, and we brought in another guy that was just like super alpha male guy, and it was just so much fun. The first like three weeks, it was the end of summer. We had, the first couple of weeks, we had girls over, a group of girls over every night, you know, and then he got a girlfriend and everything kind of changed. The young guy, the senior in high school, but his grades were the best they've ever been. He got into a college. We went toward colleges. We, or we went toward a college. He's in the army now. And he, and this has nothing to do with me, but I, I'm not taking responsibility, but my influence I know helped him and my insight because he would ask me questions because he's a very wise guy. His name's Richie Gomez. He had the best attendance. His confidence rose and this alpha male we brought in, you know, had the best time of his life too because he's actually lived at my house when I lived with my mom too. And now he's doing his own thing with one of my other homies. And it's, and it's a wonderful thing that we just had this small community of things. I've been an influencer in my town for a while before social media, and I never really sat back and looked at it. But in high school, I did things like Tank Tuesday, and everyone started doing Tank Tuesday. And then, you know, other things, people were just you know, just doing. We did sweaters, funny sweaters, did dance class. My friend Ben Justice started that and we did dance class and then all my friends started doing dance class. We just did, we just, we did, the coolest thing was this lunchbox my friend Ben Justice did in eighth grade. We, we would bring the snack box and alternate every other day. But the thing is, this lunchbox was huge. This massive neon orange square lunchbox, just perfect square with a black strap and a black zipper. We just put stickers on it and fill it with snacks and bring it and share it with each other and bring it and share with people around us. You know, Ben Justice is an innovator doing big things. Look him up. Look up Richie Gomez and Jordan Drake and Mike Minogue, Caleb Barner. Adam Baldwin, his birthday was yesterday, even though he doesn't like me, even though he's used 
all the influence and ideas that I've ever put out there. He's used. It's kind of crazy. Starting from YouTube, he made his own YouTube channel. And it's, see, I'm not knocking you. And I'm not saying you don't do it better. We just compete, you know. And he he would be the guy that I would say something and he would mimic it out loud and people would laugh at him, laugh with him because he would say the exact thing I just told him. And it, nothing wrong. And I don't have a problem with that. Maybe it seems like it is by bringing it up. But just not too long ago, he was just whispering behind my head to another friend that he wants to punch me. So if you want to punch me, just tell me, you know, if you want to fight, let's fight. Fighting is a beautiful thing. I think it's a art form and I think it's a way to gain respect for two people, two men, especially. I don't like women fighting at all, honestly, but two men fighting. I I think it's a great thing. I don't think God intended us not to fight a book. A really good book is wild at heart. I don't think he said not to fight, especially to fight for the things that you want. You think that things will just come to you all the time. I think that's not the best way to live. I think you should attack life fiercely, and I think you should be patient, but not to the pa- to the point where you're not doing anything. You just expect everything to come to you because you're wanting to be comfortable. Definitely get uncomfortable. So this last seven years, like I said, I've just been doing crazy things. Just not crazy, but crazy to everyone else. But to me, it's just living my best life and it doesn't mean you got to do things like that your best life might be showing up to your to your job and performing at your best and coming home and having the best relationship you can with the person that you're you're in love with or your best friend that you're roomed with it doesn't matter whatever it is you got to be I hope you're doing your best and that's my thing is I want to have an impact on people and I know I'm young so I don't really have the most experience but I can really help young people people that don't have a vision so they you should definitely be watching me but hopefully I bring on professionals and older folks that I can bring out good questions and just shoot the shit with them and we have entertaining conversation to where I can have a infinite variety of crowd of cognial people congenial people you know interesting people just all across the board and all various types of living you know however they do it and no judging no judgment just being vulnerable and be willing to open up to that so essentially that's my podcast if I left anything out I'll probably eventually get to it but anyways I appreciate you stopping by that's a little bit about me oh yeah I was gonna say some more things that I like I like I like good conversation and walks on the beach But yeah, and things I don't like, I don't like misleading. I don't like misleading people and I don't like to be misled intentionally for the purpose of bringing someone down. Not that, not the fact of unknowing and just trying, but the fact of intentionally bringing someone down. That is something that I really just irks my jeebs, you know, irks my nuggets. I really don't like that. I don't mind cold weather. I think it's a great thing to experience the seasons and yeah. So I hope you're preparing your winter for the spring and summer full of opportunity and opportunity is work. I hope you know that. And again, I love love and I love you and I hope that you have a great rest of your week. And if you're not having such a good week, feel free to message me on any of my social media platforms and I'll get to them by March because like I said, I'm doing no social media till spring. But if you write me on Facebook Messenger, I will respond and Yeah, all glory to God.
the highest. Love you. Thank you. And if you're not a Christian, I would love for you to be a Christian. But if you're not a Christian, his principles, the principles, the Christian principles are a building block to a great life on anybody. It's like wearing nice shoes and going on a jog. Nice tennis shoes. They're going to be good. You know, it's going to make your run better no matter what because they're good tennis shoes. So strap on your Christian principles and without judgment, understand that we all go through ups and downs and we all, you know, like I said, I like rules, but we all break rules and there's a certain point where you need to hold back. So let's stay between that super high mark and that not too low mark and Let's talk about it. Be excited. Be uncomfortable. Well, get uncomfortable. And be loved. Be one love. See you later. Now it's time for the fact check portion of my show. Okay, I said Hendersonville has the most retired millionaires per capita. And I've heard that over and over again. But I couldn't find on the line the actual fact. But I'll give you some. I know there's a lot of retired millionaires because I know many of them personally. And I've worked at country clubs. We have multiple country clubs. But I'll give you some facts to prove that we're an old conservative town. My words was our town is full of old conservative fucks in the most polite manner, loving manner I could possibly say it. So, I counted over 80 churches. I stopped counting after actually 80. So, I stopped at 80 and there was more. I stopped at 80. So, there's over 80 churches. The average age is 47.5 in Hendersonville. And there's four high schools. And there's a bunch of... There's four county high schools. And there's like these offset high schools that we have for different types of students, special students, and then private schools, but the main four high schools that are public, and there's countless, you know, daycares and things like that, so 47.5 is is a pretty high number, that's when women are starting to get in menopause, men are starting to lose muscle mass, well, just starting to get to that point, because, like, that's, like, primal for the last years of your, like, strength of a man, you know, after all the, not necessarily lifting weight, strength in the look, but your hardworking man that's in, maybe been in construction and lifting things his whole life, that strength starts decaying a little bit after 50. So 47.5 ain't too far from that. And the average woman starts menopause at 52. So it, it is an older age, but it's not, I want to consider you old at that time, but that's the median and 62% of Hendersonville voted for Trump, which he's a conservative president. So, Hendersonville is full of old conservative fucks. Okay, that book I re- referenced from Jordan Drake to reference me, Love Does, is by Bob Goff, not Bob Huff. Bob Huff was actually a guy that I worked with at the country club. So, Bob Goff, Love Does by Bob Goff. Weed, what I said it helps me with my depression. It 
it helps me with my anxiety. It just, when I'm thinking bad on myself, it changes my state and I go do stuff. It's like an energy shot for me. It, besides helping healthy cellular homeostasis, stasis, restoring healthy cellular homeostasis, it helps with and reduces other symptoms such as lightens for sleep, anxiety, which I've had, and the munchies. And I have anxiety because I didn't realize my impact in my social status. When I walked downtown, people would look at me and talk about me. Um, this is not why I smoke weed. I smoke weed when I actually get negative thoughts and hurtful thoughts, harmful thoughts. But like I do have anxiety. I I walk downtown or go to the bar and people will start talking around me about me around me like I should they're going to come and say something but they never do or sometimes they do or I should go say hey to them but it doesn't happen but I didn't realize until recently that I actually have status in this town from my social media my YouTube since I was young just building connections going in realtors offices and talking to the broker in charge and you know setting up appointments and just talking to people and being downtown constantly and also it helps with you're eating if you're you know when you're depressed you don't eat or sleep you know it helps you with those things so weed does help some people not everybody reacts the same but it helps with depression and your body's your own experiment so you got to try that on your own so laughing it stems from it's a response to an external internal stimuli it it's a visual expression of a number of positive emotional statuses okay states i'm sorry emotional states it regulates from the brain so you're you're essentially reacting to a bunch of emotional states uh positive emotional states it it helps for better health and it offs because it offsets hostility and that's, it's a universal human vocabulary that we all, we all have, you know, it's, it's very important to laugh, you know, so that's that. In school, I said, when I was talking about, it's a good topic. The reason why I like school, because I was friends with everybody. I didn't, I didn't judge. I just was friends with everybody and all the cool kids liked me and have you know, so they kept me around and and I just hung out with them. They made me cooler. So I hung out with everybody, but essentially that's why I like school. And not everyone has that experience. So if you're getting bullied, I'm sorry. And if you're a bully, you need to quit it out. I'm, I just remember always sticking up to guys getting, or girls and guys getting bullied. I, I've always been that type of person. And the last thing is, or the two things my everything integrity business, it was, it, I don't know if it was a legitimate business because I didn't continually do it or I didn't necessarily, I probably should have paid taxes, but I didn't, um, I didn't file them because I didn't do it that long, but I did have VIN numbers and codes and business numbers and things like that. And the last thing, wisdom, when I was talking about not saying not being so external with the things that you have on your mind not always just saying what's on your mind and holding back sometimes and it's living life skillfully so thank you for staying the entire show you made it through the first episode and i promise you they're only going to get better
one love.